Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. In the unlikely but unfortunately possible event that you and your husband and all four of your children die at the same time, where do you want your estate to go? Welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, and I promise that despite the question at the beginning of this episode, this will not be a downer episode. I was posed that question just yesterday, and before you start thinking that I'm some crazy person who always has these really morbid discussions with my friends, I want you to know that the reason the question was posed to me is because my husband and I are in the process of creating a will and a trust. And that obviously that creates a lot of different questions like who would you want your children to go with and you know who where how do you want to split your assets and all of those things. And all of those things are things that I was prepared to answer because between you and me, I actually already created a will a few years ago. Actually, I think we've created like 3. Uh every time we have a new kid, we <laughs> we kind of recreate that and it we knew that it was time to update our current will. And I always thought that having a will would keep all of our estate out of probate because there's the cost of probate and just all of the hassle that that goes with. And so I always figured I want to write down all of my wishes and everyone will know what needs to happen and therefore we can move forward. Well, little did I know that having a will by itself is not going to keep everything out of probate. And so I found out that it would be in our best interest to create a trust instead. Now, having said all of that, I had a lot of misinformation about what a trust does, how it works, and and how to create one. I am really excited to bring on a guest into our podcast, probably in the near future. Um, Her name is Barbie, and she's helping us develop our trust right now. And she's just such a fantastic servant. So she teaches you along the way. She helps draw out of you what you really need to have, you know, in order to create this in a way that it serves you and that you have understanding in the process. I very, very much appreciate that about her. It's how I try to do all of my coaching sessions as well. So when you're trying to decide whether or not having a trust is a good thing for you or whether or not to create a formal will, one of the biggest questions you have to ask is, why do I want to do this in the first place? Now, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that it is super important to me that we kind of get to the heart of why we're doing something. It creates the motivation for us to complete something. I oftentimes talk about, you know, getting rid of the whole need versus want because when we need something, we come up with justifications for that need. When we want something, we come up with motivation for it. And so Barbie does a great job of starting with why do you want to do this in the first place? Now, because we had already created a few wills, we had some of these questions already, you know, mulled through our minds that had kind of answered some of them. And I thought I was pretty well prepared for this. It wasn't until that question that I started out with today was posed to me that I had this giant aha moment and I thought, oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. I'm going to repeat the question to you because I want you to to hear it again, knowing now that one of the biggest reasons that we want to set up a will or a trust at this point in our lives is to make sure that our children are taken care of in the absence of our abilities to do so. 
Our children are 17 almost, uh, 14, 8, and 2. I usually stutter through those because from day to day, I don't even know what age my children are. Uh, but anyway, obviously the older one is with just within a couple of years of aging out of needing guardianship upon our death. But the youngest one, she's only two years old. So there are several years between now and the time that she would no longer need us. I really, that's, that's the whole purpose of us doing this at this point is to make sure that they are taken care of and that any assets that we have accumulated, acquired, created in our lifetime get put to good use. And so it really has made us go through the whole, you know, what, what is our purpose? What do we want to have? Uh, is our impact moving on and that kind of thing. It helps to identify some of that intentionality that I very much preach on. But that question, because that was our why, the question of what if those kids aren't there to receive that inheritance, where do you want it to go? It totally caught me off guard, you guys. Like I'm like, well, I, I know that logically that was a possibility. And yet it really, I, I never really set up, a, I never thought about it. Isn't that insane that I never thought about what if all six of us were gone at the same time, where would all of that money go? And so it really kind of forced me, and I'm still in the process of that in case you can't hear the shock in my voice today. It has forced me to say, what do I want the fruits of my labor here during this life to be able to do after I'm gone? And I don't think that I have fully answered that question yet. And yet I wanted to come here and share some of this with you because I think it is a fantastic exercise for anyone to go through, even if you aren't creating a trust. What it has done is just exemplify what I do in my workshop. I have a workshop I recently launched. I don't know if you know this or not, but I recently launched a program called Color Your Money to Change Your Life. And you get into that program by starting with a free workshop. The reason that that is an absolute necessity to getting into, I won't even let you into the program if you haven't gone into the workshop. And the reason for that is because that workshop goes through a, a process or an exercise of a different way of looking at your money, your money habits, what you spend, why you save, how you determine what to do next. And I don't want people to be in the program if they don't resonate with this approach. So going through the workshop allows you to see the approach and identify whether or not you resonate with it. I will put the link for that in the show notes, by the way, in case that is something that you are interested in attending. But I share that because during that exercise, we actually go through this whole thing about, you know, if you, if money was not an object and you got to do everything that you wanted to do, what is that? What, what experiences do you create? Who are you becoming? What intentional things have you bought? You know, like, uh, is there something, a special object that you have decided that you wanted to have? We go through all of those things and then we kind of identify where you are right now in alignment with that vision. Well, this whole question of if that if the people that you are there to try to take care of, because honestly, that is what so many people say. My why is my kids, right? If your kids are not there, then what? Because there is going to be money. If, if we have this tragic event where, you know, all six of us are on an airplane flying to go see family at home and that airplane happens to go down, well, all six of us are gone and 
there's a lot of money there. Like there's life insurance policies. You know, that's a couple million dollars. There's, there is assets that are there and it's like, okay, so what, what happens to that? Where does that all go? And it just forces that question of if you want to be intentional, because that's what I talk about is intentionality. Can you be intentional even beyond this life? And that is a great way to identify, yes, you absolutely can be intentional. And if you're not, that money just goes where? I don't even know. I don't even know where it goes. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't get paid out. I don't know. Maybe it goes to probate and, and family members fight over it. I don't know. I never even thought of it. And so that's why I wanted to come here today, share that little tidbit with you and just say, sit down and ask yourself, what do I want that to look like? Really start to peel back some layers and you will probably be shocked at some of the things that come up for you and, and, and your ability to say, okay, this is what I want that to happen. Now, now here's the thing. I'm going to close up with this. The reason that this is so important is because it will help dictate what you do while you're alive. So this is not a podcast episode about, you know, the, the gloom and doom of what happens if you die. And I sure hope that it, when I go, my four children are still around. I, I really do hope that. I just can't predict that. So I don't know. Regardless of how that plays out, however, the exercise itself has value because it helps you to determine what to do now so that it plays out the way you're hoping for later. In other words, if you can identify who it is that you're becoming even beyond this life, then it will help you to make the decisions necessary right now in order to make that more likely. You guys, I really appreciate you tuning in today as always. And if you have any other questions for any of this, let me know. Send me an email, maria at cashinonchange.com. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, it's free to do that. And you'll just be reminded every once in a while of when a new episode appears in your library. And finally, if you like the show, please go ahead and give a five-star review for that and let people know what it is that you love about it so that it can be shared with other people and they can find it a little bit more easily. You guys are amazing and I am truly honored to be your host. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.